Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. But before all of that, you heard Eamon mention it there in the news, the result-fixing allegations um, within the Irish dancing world. And I don't know about you, but I was just so disappointed to hear this last night because we danced for years and we danced actually under the um, the CLRG, the Commission uh, Larinka Gaelica body. They're, they're the biggest, they're the largest, they're, they're sort of the guardian of uh, the dance groups in, in Ireland and um, right further afield as well, actually, it should be said. But I was so sad to read this story last night because I know how disappointed so many dancers across the country, their parents in particular, that are probably gearing up for a weekend of travel to some fesh and some part of, uh, in some part of Ireland and further afield too. I know how disappointed they'll be. And I know how probably disappointed as well former dancers who maybe just always missed that spot on the plinth, never quite made medal position. I know how disheartened they are too today. But the thing about Irish dancing is that it's actually, it's a hugely competitive sport. And if you think that it's still about, you know, just dancing in the local parish hall, you're wildly mistaken. It hasn't been that way with the bendy curlers and the classic costume. Uh, That's not the case for well over two decades. And I remember over 20 years ago, we were in the fake tan, full face of makeup and wearing the Irish dance wig stage. We'd wooden boards in the garage at the house. We'd the mirrors across the wall, all for practice. The small little tiny trampoline, the handheld weights in your hand and on your legs. This is what Irish dancing was 20, 25 years ago. We were actually doing strength and conditioning training and we didn't even know what it was. We were doing it when we were in our, you know, very, very, very early teens. We were travelling three days a week for lessons right across different parts. We were at feshes everywhere in Ireland and further afield as well. You knew every back road in the country and it was just a ritual. And what struck me today when I was talking to the team here in work about this this morning was that people were actually so surprised by this. You know, the kind of the, the, it really just kind of hit me that the image of Irish dancing is so outdated. You know, this kind of pure, no tan, the old fashioned traditional costumes that is it's gone 25, 30 years. This is a huge industry. It's huge. It takes a ferocious level of dedication. The World Championships were on in Belfast in, in April of this year. That's the Olympics. Like, it's a massive global industry. And it's more than just the hobby that a lot of people seem to think it is. And let's be honest, it, it is expensive. There's no question about it. But I know for me, it just provided great years, wonderful memories of kind of that, just that innocent childhood. And that's why I think I was so personally disappointed to read this story um, from Ellen Coyne in the Irish Independent last night. And I know that so many people were disappointed by it. And like we've contacted, I'd say, well over, well over 30 different dance schools and teachers across Ireland today to just ask them how they feel. And like, look, people don't want to talk. And I do understand that. But I'd say there's many people out there today who were just like me. Like, I wasn't a world championship dancer. I wasn't qualifying for big competitions, but I just loved it. And so many people did. And I'm sure there's many former dancers and there's parents of kids that are getting ready to head away this weekend. And I'm sure they too are disappointed to hear this. So maybe people aren't surprised. If you're not surprised, let us know today. Do you feel let down? Do you think the the sport has become too serious? How do you feel? 
1800 453 is the number if you want to get in touch with us. Sarah is on the line because Sarah, you are a dancing teacher. Now you're not associated with the uh, the CLRG, the organisation that we're talking about today. But just as an Irish dancer, are you disappointed? Yes, Andrea, even listening to you describe your own memories and your own feelings about it all, just really, you know, you've hit it all in, it's all in a nutshell there. The dedication, I think, that all of these kids and their families have put into this for years and years and years. And, you know, I suppose the the politics was always there. The fear of the corruption was always there. But to see it in black and white and to know that it actually has been happening is really, really heartbreaking for so many dancers and families who have committed so much time, money, energy, passion into this to now have to question every single result that they've ever got. For the dancers that were so close to maybe winning, that should have won, that didn't, to the poor dancers out there today that have titles and wonder, are they their titles at all? Um, I actually feel so sad for the entire world of Irish dance today. And like you said, you know, there actually are so many other organisations and I think that's really important to Mm. highlight. Mm. Um, You know, like you said, CLRG is the, the biggest and the longest standing and are, I suppose, what the general public think of when they think of Irish dancing. But for the last number of years, so many of these smaller organisations have been breaking away, have been setting up across the world with their own set of rules, their own way of, of monitoring all of this and trying to move away from what has been happening. And while... You know, while today is obviously a very sad day for a lot of dancers, all we can do is hope that maybe, in a sense, it is a good day because it brings to light all of this that has been going on and maybe now changes will have to be made. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, all any dance teacher or dance mum or dancer wants is a fair shot. And I think everybody with the amount of time and money and dedication, that's what they deserve. They deserve to think the winner wins on the day. And look, I, I know we're talking about allegations and, 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 you know, that's what it is. It's allegations and they're, you know, they're being looked at and investigated and, and to be fair, the group, the body um, have appointed a, a judge to look into it and we'll have to wait the outcome of that and all. But aside from that, it it is just that too though, isn't it, Sarah? Like it's the disappointment around the hard work and like the God, when I think of the commitment, you know, yeah. and it's the endless hours. Like if you weren't at a dance lesson, you were in the garage training for the next dance lesson. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. It was a seven-day week job. And it's a lifestyle choice. For a lot of these kids, it's all they do. And they train and train and train and they deal with injury and they deal with disappointment. And it's a huge roller coaster. But today, to have to face the and acknowledge the fact that maybe all along, well, they never really had a chance or they never really were going to win, they never were going to get the recognition that all their hard work deserved, is just so upsetting mm. for for everyone involved. Do you think people, because one of the things I suppose that struck me personally this morning, Sarah, was I was just chatting to, you know, just my, my, my team here, the production team in the show, and, you know, I was just telling them about my experience over the years, and, and, and don't get me wrong, like I wasn't, you know, I, I was no Gene Butler by any stretch of the imagination at all, but I was sort of shocked by how surprised people were 
uh, about wh- what's involved in Irish dancing, like the, like yeah. how advanced it is. And I just wondered, is is that what maybe a lot of the, I don't want to say the comic factor is like, but just looking at some of the online commentary about this and, and yeah. the headlines and all of that, like people are, they just seem to be terribly um, surprised by how much Irish dancing has changed from maybe their perceived vision of it Absolutely. 35 years ago. And I suppose you see too, unless you're involved, unless you're in the middle of a sport, and when you are in the dancing world, it is your world, and you see it and you know it inside out. But from the outside, what you do see is maybe dancers in your local pub or dancers in the local GAA hall. And the sport, as it is, doesn't get the recognition of the actual amount of training and dedication that that these athletes do put in. So I suppose... The general knowledge is is probably lacking in what we do do and how hard these kids all work. Um, you know, we we don't get TV coverage, we don't get sponsorship, we don't get any of the the normal stuff that the big sports do. So, in a sense, I suppose the general public that aren't involved in Irish dance have absolutely no idea yeah. what's going on no, behind those doors. Um, I've been asking people, Sarah, just to, I just want to chat to people like you that are maybe dance teachers or people uh, who have, you know, become, who have been former dancers or people like me who, who just did it over the years. Um, Susan is on the line as well. Susan, you've, you've two daughters involved. Is that right in Irish dancing? Hi, Andrea. How yes, are I you? have. I, yeah. I'm good. I have, sorry now, the dog. I have, um, <laughs> I have two daughters. I have an 11-year-old and a 9-year-old and they're both, that, both dancing with small school since they were four. Okay. Um, so the older girl is, is gone into the championship side of things and the younger girl is still, I suppose, COVID delayed her. So she's only kind of starting at the kind of fishing scene. Yeah. So, um, you, so you, you're you well aware, Susan, of what the competition circuit is like? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I, I absolutely love going dancing with the girls. I love yeah. taking them off. They love it. Um, like the older girl, it's, it, it's her life. She lives and breathes it. A um, bit like yourself, you know, practicing. <laughs> she goes classes three nights a week. She does two nights of um, personal training, you know, if and it's now in preparation for the championship scene, which is a whole different ball game. But I was aware of rumours of, you know, of things not being right, okay. especially in the championship scene. Um, with, when it came to adjudicators, okay. So when you, so, so, we're, we're, so there was sort of, if you want to say, rumblings or the anecdotal yeah, you, kind you, of suggestions, kind of have, and you'd have a, and you'd see a judge and someone would say, "Oh, you've no chance now today," you know, kind of. It was nearly always sewn up. You felt um, that, and then that's all those allegations yeah, are being. Obviously, been been looked at, but and were you disappointed, Susan, when you heard this last night? Oh, my heart broke. My heart broke. Um, we, I was taking my kids to school this morning, and they actually heard it on the radio. Um, and my older girl, her face just fell. Um, like she's worked incredibly hard to get to where she is. Um, she has a, a great ability of a dance as a dancer mm. um, her dream is a globe <laughs> yeah. which I think is anyone that's in the scene 
the globe is is the god the the world championship globe yeah um but i just feel when you hear that you just think god like the smaller genuine people like are we all is all the schools going to be tarnished now or all the honest adjudicators going to be tarnished and it's it's just it's leaving an awful taste in my mouth okay for my girls. I know. And I should have said there, actually, that when you talk about the globe, just for people, that that's effectively, that's an Olympic medal. Really, that's yeah. what, that's the gold. That's the yeah. that's the gold medal at the Olympics. Um, yeah. But your daughter's like disappointed, is. Susan. She is. She is. She, is. Yeah. she was, I could see it in her eyes this morning um, that she was like, what's this about? And I, you know, briefly explained. And she kind of, you know, she kind of said, yeah, I've often danced really well. And never placed, and it's and she has. She's danced amazingly well and never placed. And her teacher has looked at me and gone, "I don't know what happened," you know. But then, you'll know the names of the people that will always be top of the podium and are always on the boxes, you know. And to be fair then as well though, Susan, you know, to some of the people that are just, that are really good, you know, g- genuine oh, dancers yeah, as well. It, like, I mean, and there is people that deserve to be I know. there and they deserve to be there all the time. Um, but, but yeah, I just think that like it's, it's, it can be like in the grading, like so you have your two, two circuits. So you have your grading and your championship. The grading is lovely you know, the, the pace of it and the fun um, and it's real kind of, you know, it's easy going kind of thing for the kids. And as they get up the grades, then they, you know, into the solo dresses and of course the money, the money is I huge. Know, I know. And it's all <laughs> Small compi- market. Yeah, people are really surprised at like when, you know, when you're competing at, at a com- very competitive level, um, Susan, like it's, you know all about it and, and different dresses for yeah. different competitions oh, and nationals yeah. and worlds and it's it's a big money yeah. game. Oh yeah, it, it is huge. It, you have to be like if if you like there's people that go to classes that never take part in a competition and they're quite happily, you know, going to the class, enjoying doing the you know the the school fish once a year and really happy, really lovely. And then you might have another group. Like my my do- my older daughter. Anyway, I'm not sure about the younger one yet. <laughs> she mm. she she could take it or leave it, and it'll be up to her. It'll be no yeah. pressure. But you're not pushing them. Um, but it's just oh god, I've like I have I've tried to get my older girl to go to football, to go to basketball, yeah. to go to anything, and it's no, not a hope. <laughs> She's dancing around the house. She's there, you know, with the board out. She's like that. Wants the wall of mirrors. The People walk into the kitchen and they see like 60 something trophies up, lined up, and they're like, oh my God. Yeah, what's this? Yeah, but she's a quiet girl, so you wouldn't expect it from her. But yeah, I'm I'm just heartbroken for all genuine, hardworking school dancers, parents that have given so much to it. Like, I feel probably what's come out is. I'm not sure, but I, I assume it seems to be more around the championship side of things and the higher elite level. 
Well, we're not. Yeah, we're not. We're, we're not sure sure about that. I suppose, but look, they'll 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 look into all of that when they're they're carrying out this investigation. I mean, what's interesting is that the the CELRG um, they have released a statement about it, uh, but it seems they were actually they were first made aware of this. I think back in July. Uh, was brought to their attention. So they have a, you know, a judge, a former uh, Court of Appeals judge appointed and it's been looked into. So it is been t- being taken um, seriously and I will have to get the details of that. But I know that you're disappointed. And, and Sarah, that's the other thing as well, just for the culture, I suppose, of Irish dancing. I I wonder, will there be parents now a little hesitant maybe about heading off to fetches this weekend? I can only imagine that it will have a backlash effect on everybody. And like Susan said, the unfair thing here is that everybody will be tarred with the same brush. And I think that's like, it is the important thing to try and get out there too, is there are really good teachers. There's really honest judges. There's people who really want this to be fair for every child. And, you know, trying to, just to make sure that whoever is responsible for this is removed and that Irish dancing can continue to be what it was always meant to be. It's about the children. It's about kids having a fun hobby and a passion that they can enjoy and feel safe and Mm. know that they're at least getting a fair chance. And it has to come back to that. And, you know, like we kind of touched on the other organisations, but there are so many other people doing it in a different way. You know, I know even the organisation that I'm involved with, we don't do the wigs, we don't do makeup, we don't do any of that for any of the younger children. Um, we've taken it very much back to a being about the dancing, being about the kids and making it a much more financially viable for parents. And there are other options, there's other ways, but I just think that the biggest learning lesson for all of this has to be that Irish dancing is meant to be fun for children and we need to somehow bring it back to that. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. Uh, Sarah and Susan, listen, thanks a million for getting in touch with us here and for joining us on the programme today and for giving us your opinion. I see there's more and more callers now coming in on this. Uh, we are going to come back to this though. Um, 1800 106 is the number if you want to get in touch. Uh, this texter says, I'm a dance teacher and I just think it's awful to hear of the uh, the allegations. I was shocked and appalled when I heard it last night, but particularly for the children who've worked so hard for their dancing results uh, and now being included in in this. I actually feel terrible for them. An email as well, just to say, worth pointing out that um, it's actually all of Irish dancing in the industry that's taken a bit of a hit today um, regarding this story, which I think is terribly unfair. And that's actually the point there that our caller Sarah was making as well. Uh, this texter on 53106 says, my adult daughter loved Irish dancing as a child. She won best newcomer once, never won again, even though she was a great dancer. I always felt it was because we weren't prepared to spend the amount of money that was involved in uh, in looking well on the stage. We always felt it was a very closed shop, says this texter. Keep your thoughts coming into us, your emails as well. That's lunchtime live at newstalk.com. We will come back to this though very shortly. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. You are listening to Lunchtime Live here on News Talk. Um, 1800 453 106, that's the number if you want to get in touch with us on the programme. Now, a little earlier, um, we were talking about the, well, 
the result fixing allegations uh, within the Irish dancing world that have been reported to the CLRG. It's the governing body, uh, the Commission Lorenka Gaelica. And I know um, Ellen Coyne was speaking to Pat Kenny uh, on the show about this a little earlier. If you're just joining us, take a quick listen to this. The last 24 to 36 hours, we have been inundated with messages from parents of children who compete in Irish dancing who said that despite the fact that they're disgusted, that they're shocked by the revelations that have come out over the last couple of days, they're unfortunately not surprised because Irish dancing has always had a suspicion um, that they, it might have a broad problem with um, with cheating or fixing of fetishes. There would be examples where people might make mistakes that to anyone who understands Irish dancing would have them instantly disqualified, yet uh, they might manage to come third or second or place in some way despite that. So I suppose the reason that what has come out now is so significant is despite the fact that a lot of Irish dancing teachers, parents of dancers and dancers themselves have suspected that there might be a problem with cheating in the CLRG for a a while, this is the first time anyone has been able to access what appears to be very, very significant evidence to support those claims. And as, as um, Ellen mentioned, there is the CLRG is um, investigating this. They've announced or appointed a former Court of Appeal judge to actually oversee the investigation into the, uh, the allegations. But we've had a lot of reaction to this in the programme today. And I spoke to Sarah at the start of the show and uh, to Susan as well, dancing teacher and a parent um, who just got in touch with us to share their experience and to share their thoughts having heard this story. And I just want to read this email to you that was sent in to us by a listener um, in the past hour today. And they say, I've just tuned in and I cannot believe that this news um, that broke in the past 24 hours. My friend actually sent the story on to me yesterday and I said to her, this just can't be true. I'm a mum of two girls who used to dance at a really, really high level. We always felt or heard rumblings and there was always chat at Feshes at who might be the favour of the day. Um, And I'm relieved and comforted to know that allegations have been brought forward and that they are being investigated and that we weren't imagining this. I do have one very vivid memory, though, at a big national Fesh. My daughter danced absolutely brilliantly. The girl dancing next to her, closely related to a powerhouse in the dancing world. And that little girl couldn't really move in the stage. The execution was poor. She'd wait in her feet and wasn't able to carry through. She struggled to even finish her dance, but she still placed quite high up when the results came out. That was the one time I was convinced. My girls loved to dance while it lasted. They got huge fitness out of it, great fitness and a work ethos. But for them to witness what I felt was so unfair and unjust. I would just say no thanks. I'm glad this has been brought to light and I'm glad um, that allegations are being also investigated uh, as well today. And that's an email from a listener here on Lunchtime Live at Newstalk.com. Uh, many more texts coming into us today. Another listener, I'm a dance teacher, just absolutely devastated um, to hear this. The, the teachers and adjudicators, it's just, it's just so unfair to everybody who has taken part, that has been passionate about the national art form. And I've dedicated so much to my life as a dance teacher to sharing its joy and passing it on to the next generation. Irish dance has existed long before many, many people nowadays were ever even existed or involved. Uh, my hope is that there will now be change. Another texter again, my daughter danced for, eight, for years. She's given 18 years to it. And to see her sitting at the kitchen table this morning was devastating. She's broken hearted, questioning now every medal 
that she's ever won. She's due to actually go dancing tonight and she just said she hasn't got the heart to do it. And there's so many more texts coming in from people and I mentioned as well, like we, we, we called, we talked to well, we got in touch with about 30 different, I'd say, dance schools here this morning, just asking people if they, they wanted to chat to us today. I mean, how do people people feel? It's very clear from the texts and the emails I've read out. People are very, very disappointed um, by these uh, these revelations. Look, 1800 453 106 is the number um, if you want to touch base with us here today on the programme. Still to come, though, we're going to be talking about self-directed learning for primary school children and whether or not it's a good thing. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.